Hello and welcome to the new rebranded name, Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob Belleville. And we have our special guest here today. Brett Tafner. Thanks for jo- Thanks for joining us, Brett. Yep, thanks for having me. We're going to jump into our quick hitter. We just had the 4th of July. What do you guys prefer more as a whole? The process of 4th of July candy or the process of Halloween candy? And what I'm talking about here is you got 4th of July. It's hot out. You go, you sit in a spot. You got people come to you and throw candy at you. Granted, they're pretty much Tootsie Rolls and Pixie Sticks. Might get a hot dog to the face. Who knows? Right, Jacob? (laughs) And Halloween candy, you got, it's at night. It's cold sometimes. Sometimes it's snowing. You got to dress your kids up. You got to take them door to door. But you might get a full-size candy bar. You got better chocolate stuff. You know, probably better candy. But is it worth it? So I ask you guys, uh, Brett, I'll go with you first. What process, you got two kids, what do you want to do as a dad? Dad, it's lazy. Take them to a parade, they get to see these cool things. I don't have to take them anywhere, I get candy. What say you? So, I think I'm going to go with the Halloween, only because I don't like the hot very much. (laughs) And I like the Halloween candy a lot better. I'm a chocolatey caramely peanut buttery kind of guy so i'll eat the the candy if they get it on halloween if they get it during fourth of july it's it's pretty much all theirs i don't i won't touch it you don't want any of the fruities no no No. that's that's more my wife's thing so she might pick uh july candy but i'll pick uh halloween for sure all right jacob what say you so halloween is by far my favorite holiday so it can do no wrong um the candy is by far better. And, you know, this this idea of hot versus cold, too hot and too cold are both shitty. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's too hot or too cold outside, it sucks. Very true. So just kind of bite the bullet. But, yeah, I love, I love basically all the tradition around Halloween, and I would definitely pick Halloween. And I also, too, would take Halloween. While it's lazy for the 4th of July, um, the candy just outweighs the process and everything. Like, you could say, Luke, why don't you just take your kids to the 4th of July parade afterwards and go to Walmart buy a bag of mini Snicker bars. Valid point. Maybe I'm an idiot and been doing it wrong for the last 33 years of my life. I don't know. So... My other problem with parades is, like, we went, I don't know, we went to Slater. I got hit in the face with a just a hot dog wrapped in foil. I don't know. And then, as we were leaving, it was the year that, like, um, kind of the lady just backed out and, like, killed a family. Oh, yeah. That was kind of weird. We were there that year, too. Yeah. That was, it was crazy. It was not good. It was yeah. not good. Parades are kind of big gatherings like that, a little dangerous. Halloween, yeah. it's like, oh. All I have to worry about is some somebody trying to scare my kid. The other thing that I find fascinating about Halloween, and just like parents in general, like Halloween, it's like, oh, make sure no one like did anything to your candy. 
It's like, okay, 4th of July, I have never heard any parent say anything about that. You still get candy, but, like, it's like, drug my kid at like. It's like, at, hey, bring your one-year-old around this massive combine that's driving down the street, and it wouldn't even see the one-year-old if it actually chose to run out there. Yeah. Like, parades are actually freaking dangerous. I'm sorry, but I don't know. But, yeah, you can keep your Smarties. Like, Smarties can kick rocks. I don't, the, like, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Sugar. Okay, Okay. so, Candy, I've kept bringing up Snickers. Snickers, like, my favorite candy. Brett, what's your favorite Halloween I like candy? Reese's. Reese's? Yep. It's hard to throw out a Reese's when it's all melted on the 4th of July. So. Yeah. Jacob? So, I don't know if it's still in production, but Snickers Crisper. I don't know if you've ever had it. It is an unbelievable candy bar. Gotcha. My wife loves a Reese's Nutrageous, but, like, not all gas stations, like, have it, so it's, like, kind of yeah. hard to find. Those are good, too. Take 5 is really good, too. If you're, like, a peanut butter caramel, and then, like, they have the pretzel in there for the salt, it's yeah. pretty good. All right. Well, enough about candy. We'll get into the NCAA news Brad Roberts is out till October with a knee injury. He is a uh, running back with Air Force. Sounds like he won't be the bell cow this year. He's going to be splitting some time. So, Ian, sorry for your loss there. Um, Chris Rodriguez pleads guilty to DUI charge. Tweet, pour one out for your homies. Iona Smith today was charged with a DWI and a weapons charge. Quick f- check. Yep, tweet on your team too. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? You got all these quarterbacks in your supplemental draft. You're gonna have no one to throw it to. I tell ya. The other thing is, he's got like some competition behind him at Texas A&M right now. Yeah, I mean, they brought in some stuff. Like even a guy that didn't go drafted in our supplemental draft, Noah Thomas. That guy can play. Yep, he's he's not bad at all. So. Pour one out for your homies again, tweet. I don't know what you're doing there between Henry Ruggs. I don't know. Don't know what you're doing. But I think you need to change the culture over there. Um, You kind of seem like the Las Vegas Raiders of of the league. Uh, He's stepping on the door of the Oakland Raiders. Whoa. (laughs) So, um, something I just found funny... uh, University of Florida lost their 2023 commit battle. They were trying to get Dante Moore out of uh, Martin Luther King High School in Detroit, Michigan. Goes to the University of Oregon, or at least commits. I don't know what commits mean nowadays. Everyone flips anyways. Who knows? But they lose out on Dante Moore. The next day, the University of Florida football recruiting increases its budget by 55%. And the next day they land two high-profile recruits. Coincidence? I think not. Florida just might be a little slow to understand how recruiting works. So, just just funny. Um, another big sign or commit for next year, Malik Benson, has is a number one JUCO player. Uh, he is a wide receiver, and he is committed to Alabama. He is six one. 190 pounds in high school um he had a 50 percent reception rate and 
a 61% receiving yardage share and a 92% touchdown share of his team. Just they didn't they just ran the ball and they just passed a little bit and he just got the ball and ran. Um, in college last year at JUCO, he had 43 catches for almost 1300 yards and 11 touchdowns. Guy's a burner. He's really fast, and I think in the last round I took that Tyler Harrell, who transferred from Louisville to Alabama, and he's definitely like a burner. But at the same time, I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I don't know which one um, is going to kind of take over that deep threat role for Alabama. Yep. So, guy to just kind of keep on your radars for next year. But Alabama does it again. Um, Oklahoma commit Jackson Arnold. He won the 2022 Elite 11 camp there in Los Angeles. He just recently got his fifth star. Um, so just kind of something to mention this last year. Cade Klubnick won it, uh, quarterback backup at uh, Clemson. But somebody to keep an eye on, Jackson Arnold. Um, I think Ian maybe drafted Nick Evers. I don't know if this means Nick Evers kind of takes a back seat. We'll kind of see how that goes. But um, Oklahoma has Dylan Gabriel. I think, Brett, you have him on your college team. I believe this is his last year of eligibility, but he should be a pretty good um, quarterback in this Oklahoma system. Um, Since our last podcast, uh, USC and UCLA have decided to join the Big Ten. I, for one, can't wait to see the likes of USC and UCLA play in the snow. I can't wait to see them travel west coast to Penn State on the east coast at a, you know, a 11 o'clock kickoff. Like, it's just going to be terrible football for a half. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it just seems just awful. like completely different style of ball to like the Big Ten I mean there's going to be defenses in the Big Ten are going to need to adjust to like what these Pac-12 teams are going to be doing and then you've got the flip side of it like these Pac-12 teams aren't ready to run the ball 40 times a game either so I mean we'll see how it goes it'll all normalize eventually but it's going to be a weird few years on a, on a brighter note, Nebraska will finally make it to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> um, then there are rumors, like Pac-12 just seems to be crumbling. Rumors out of that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, Washington could join the Big 12. Big 12 just gets a new commissioner. Then those, you know, teams go over to the Big 10. Maybe this, you know, has some traction. I haven't heard much lately, but that was something that came out um, after the move. I can't imagine Oregon and um, like Utah don't go somewhere. And then at that point, you've kind of lost your big hitters. Does Colorado say, hey, like, really sorry, Big 12, for leaving you. Like, really like to come back and tell them to go Probably. kick rocks. But, I think uh, they're probably for sure coming back. Colorado, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. The other rumor out there is, like, the ACC's starting to lose some teams, that there would be the ACC and the Pac-12 would combine somewhat and have a 
championship game in Las Vegas and ESPN would like air that stuff. But all speculations, but obviously TV deals are running everything and I can't wait to see what the Big Ten gets from NBC. It's going to be huge. So, um, off to NFL news. Jacob, what do you got for us? Yeah, so just a few things. Uh, Baker to Carolina. I think that's, I mean, he finally found his landing spot. I think that's a bad news for Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's time in the NFL is coming to a close probably. But, um, but Coach Rule says that it is an open competition. He's full of shit. They're already paying Sam Darnold, and they brought in another guy to pay him. Like, they paid Baker. I mean, what are you... You're full of it. Like, Baker's probably going to be the starter. Sam Darnold, they're done with. The second team that's been done with Sam Darnold. Unless he wants to be a backup somewhere, he's probably... That's, you know, I don't know what his future is. So hopefully Baker can right the ship and kind of get things going in an upward trajectory again with Carolina. He's got weapons there, for sure. So um, they improved their offensive line, so it's kind of, we'll see how it goes. I think it's stock up there for, uh, oh, what, Dante, or, yeah, DJ Moore. Um, like, he performed well with the quarterbacks that were there. Like, that's his floor. Like, Baker can do that and more. So, I think yep. DJ Moore's got a good good upside. And Baker's not afraid to just chuck it. No, and it's so not, maybe Robbie it's not Anderson does something. Baker has ever been bad. Like, I don't think he's ever been bad. But when you're average, you get replaced in the NFL. That's just what, I mean, that's the reality. But he is better than Sam Darnold. And I loved his press conference when they talked about, you know, week one. Carolina versus Cleveland, and he's like, yeah, I've got it circled. Like, <laughs> I just love his attitude. He's just yep. like that cocky guy that you, you either hate him or you love him. So, give, his com- And his commercials are great, by the way. They're hilarious, I think. Yeah, he's going to have to get a new, like... Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah they're going like, to... Commercial deal, yeah. But definitely, you know, must be a cat guy. Went from a dog pound to uh, the cats, so... <laughs> We'll see. Sir, I love I love that their mascot their mascot is named Sir Purr. Sir Purr. I didn't Sir. I did not know that. Yes. Huh. It looked <laughs> Robbie Anderson thought it was a bear. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's panthers. <laughs> He's like, What's that what's that bear up there? You mean Sir Purr? <laughs> I think I did hear about that. Yeah, there's, there's like a video of him on the sideline like asking why is that bear up there <laughs> something rap name Surper. so then uh, reports are Deontay Johnson won't be extended by Pittsburgh par for the course for Pittsburgh they do not pay skill position players they don't like to pay them guaranteed money either um, that's part of the big that's one of their bigger issues that's what that's really what preceded all of the Le'Veon Bell holding out stuff was that he wasn't getting the guaranteed money that these other running backs were. So I think Deontay Johnson's a really good player, but really the last skill player that they paid was Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown, however you feel about him on the football field, he's probably a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. What 
what would Dante Johnson or Deontay Johnson have to do to get an extension? Do you think, or is it like hundred percent just he's not coming back? He would have to take a pay cut, or I, I think it's his usage. To be honest with you, I don't think he plays that on the outside as much. Um, Antonio Brown was literally moved around the entire formation. He played every single position at wide receiver, and they he got open everywhere. So that's I think that's the difference. They're seeing a guy who can win in a certain way versus a guy who can just plane out ball and win everywhere. So if he had a massive year, maybe he's you know, gonna have to had, he's gonna have to have an A B type year to like yeah, even be considered. Yards, Twelve touchdowns. I mean. Which kind of sucks because he's a, he's a really good player, but at the same time, they told you their plan by drafting multiple wide receivers in this draft. So, so what do you think that means then for uh, Brett? What do you think that means for like um, Claypool and then Calvin Austin that they just drafted and um, George Pickens? Do you have any thoughts there, Brett? I kind of think too. It depends like on the quarterback play. Because if you're not going to have, like, you know, an aging Big Ben, you weren't going to pay, like, a max contract to a to a wide receiver to stay there with an aging Big Ben, I feel like. So, you know, I, I think kind of depends on the quarterback play, too. So, like, if they're well, – who's the quarterback they just drafted? The, Kenny Pickett, but they currently yeah, have Kenny Pickett. Uh, Trubisky. Yeah. So, let's say Kenny Pickett, you know, it ends up being a stud – I think that might be the more likely chance they would pay maybe one of these new wide receivers. But, you know, it just doesn't make sense, I feel like, to pay a a wide receiver a bunch of money if you don't have someone to throw them the ball. If you were the Chiefs and you had a really fast guy that you could pay a lot of money to for a wide receiver, would you rather pay them or trade them to a team in Florida? (laughs) I'd, I'd rather... I think they tried to get something done, and so I, I, I think he ended up not really wanting to stay with the Chiefs. So I think Tyreek wanted to, just to get paid, and and go wherever he was going to get the money, and he didn't care where it was. Yeah, it's so, just wide receivers yeah. are just so expensive right now that I think the Steelers the best way to build a franchise is get quarterbacks on a cheap deal, and get wide receivers on a cheap deal. So I. Th- I just foresee a lot of wide receivers starting to go in that first round so you can get a fifth-year option and be cheaper and yeah. maybe quarterback well, starting to slip. Adams, like two years ago, Devontae Adams was very, very clear. He was chasing the bag. Yeah. He didn't care like who he was playing with. He said he wants to get paid. If that's in Green Bay, great. If that's elsewhere, fine. So... I can't fault any player for going and getting paid. I mean, yep. their most their career's done by thirty five for the most part, unless you're Tom Brady, who I whatever <laughs> that guy. But you know, <laughs> he's a different animal. But I mean, too. Then once too, like the you know, like Tyreek and and Devontae, Like once you win, too, I feel like that just okay. You've already won. You know, like I just want some money now. You know, like they're. I feel like what other hits, you know, are they gonna are they gonna have, you know, kind of other than just getting a bunch of money? Then at that point, he, Juju uh, chased winning, and guess what? He's getting paid three million dollars this year. Yeah, 
So we'll see what happens. What? Hopefully, hopefully the Chiefs win. I'm predicting they will, but I'm also a Chiefs fan. <laughs> a a so. quick, uh, not on your show sheet, but Brett being a, a Chiefs fan, how do you envision like that wide receiver room panning out this year? You got, uh, you got MVS. I mean, I, you got Juju. I've heard said good things have been said about I guess MVS at the he's having some good pretty good mini camps stuff like that so I think he could be good if he can catch the ball um, that's his big thing is his hands Juju will kind of be like I feel like the security blanket you know like I feel like he's not a huge speed threat anymore but he's good body size and can catch the ball and then uh, their new guy they got Sky Moore uh, Sky Moore yeah. It's going to be, I think, that kind of the Tyreek replacement eventually, but I don't think he's there probably quite yet. So I did see that Justin Ross is currently in a walking boot. Uh-oh. Is he? I didn't see that. It, which yeah. sucks for he the probably, guy. I mean, he probably won't make the team then. No, he probably won't. Yeah. Which, yeah, it does suck with all the stuff he's went through. Uh, break, breaking news. Dun-dun-dun, dun dun uh... Tampa Bay has signed Kyle Rudolph. Huh. That boy cooked. Like, he's done. So, it's just... Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady <laughs> likes the tight ends, but, I mean, that does that tell you more so of what they don't have? In, like, of does it tell you more of what Tampa Bay has at their tight ends that they're like, you know, Kyle Rudolph is what we need right now? They don't have anything at that position. I mean, yeah. Let's see who's Gronk. Yeah. Gronk says he's not coming back this time. They have a rookie. (laughs) Like, tight ends take a while to develop anyways. Like, not everybody can step in and start year one. So. Yeah. I mean, even Kyle Pitts, he didn't play in line like a traditional tight end as a rookie. Like, he he was playing receiver. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Let's see here. All right. So, okay. I got us off topic. Jacob, bring us back. All right. So is the Gabriel Davis hype too much? I'll ask you guys. Brett, okay. Um, <laughs> I think so. In redraft, he's kind of be being drafted at a ceiling. In Dynasty, I can't for the life of me remember what I sold him for, but I sold him roughly either just before he had his blow-up game in the – in the playoffs or, or just after and felt like I got a good return. But I just think people are being delusional of what he can be. I believe he was like a fifth round selection at a UCF. He did all right. Um, he, I can't remember what he had last year, but it's not like he just had the big game against the Chiefs. Like that's kind of like, he has his blow-up games. Better best ball wide receiver than put in your lineup. I mean, in our lineup system, pretty good because we have, you know, our three wide receiver, five flex. So, like, it's almost like best ball. Put him in there. He'll be just fine. Um, but in redraft, like, I just don't get the hype. Like, it's Stephon Diggs. Like, he's the guy. It's Josh Allen. He's going to run around. Um, I, I just don't see it. Last year, we had Emmanuel Sanders, who isn't even on the team anymore. He missed a lot of the season, and 
Gabriel Davis still didn't make that big of an impact. So they bring in Jameson Crowder. Probably going to be a lot of the same along the same lines. They don't have Cole Beasley now. Like it's, I just I just think it's fool's gold. I I think it could be a big season, but I I kind of agree with you. Like it's fool's gold. You know, it you kind of got to prove yourself. I feel like first, right? Because what they what like you said, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Just I was looking at something here. They so they they both played more snaps like last year than Davis did. So you know, like if he maybe gets some more snaps, maybe he'll get some bigger numbers. But um, I think yeah, that one big game against the Chiefs kind of made everyone salivate. And I mean, he's young; he's only twenty three. But I I think you got to prove yourself, which he could this year. Seen some more snaps, you know, playing with Josh Allen, he'll definitely have some some deep you know opportunities, but. Yeah, really got to show out this year if you're gonna if you're gonna be considered a, a top wide receiver. Yeah, I think he's overhyped right now. I mean, there's a lot to like about his profile outside of the draft capital, but I mean, really, you're talking about a guy who didn't command targets when everybody was healthy. So that you know that should tell you kind of where he was last year. And when he got, once he got on the field, he did perform. So, I don't know. He's being drafted right now in redraft and in dynasty as if he's going to be a perennial kind of thousand-yard receiver type. That That's not the case. I mean, you're really looking at a ceiling of, like, Marvin Jones, who was kind of streaky hit or miss on whether he had a good season or he didn't. So, um, yeah, I just think he's overhyped. That's me. So then Miles Sanders says, don't draft me in fantasy football leagues. Whatever. I mean, I wish I didn't, but I do. I did. So, like, (laughs) you're on the team, so you better perform. And I I think, too, it's more like, don't draft me and then be pissed at me not performing because I'm not being put into a situation. Just like, you know, we talked about it pre-show. It's like, players know about fantasy football it seems like a lot of them just hate fantasy football because i mean if you ever tweet at a player and talk about how shitty they are like screw you it's like they're not here about your fantasy football team but like if you're gonna put your 20 dollar buy-in league yeah (laughs) they're worried about getting their second contract third contract all that kind of stuff so I, i don't know you like when players are like, yeah, draft me. I'm going to have a huge year. That feels good. It doesn't mean anything. Yep. Because they don't actually know that. So then, last one, waiting on league ruling for Kamara and Watson. So I do follow a couple fantasy football people who are actually lawyers, and they like do these objective breakdowns. You know, when you have like these incidents. And one guy that I kind of trust because he's pretty objective about everything, he basically says that for Kamara, a ruling in terms of suspension won't happen until next year. Basically, the court process for his violation or you know his assault charge it has moved nowhere since it actually occurred. So he's like, unless they prioritize that over all of their charges coming in, like it's nothing's going to happen this year. So he's probably going to play a full season. 
um, Deshaun Watson, there are reports from a year to no time, right? Like, no one knows anything. The reality is, is that arbitrator needs to rule. So if she rules that there is going to be a suspension, that's that means that the NFL can appeal and basically say that no, under our personal contact conduct policy, we want to give him eight games instead of the two that you gave him. Or a year, whatever the case may be. If she rules that he gets zero games, there is no appeal process. He's back on the field. Like, he's not going to get any games. But, at the same time, he just came out and his camp just came out and basically said that if he gets a year from the NFL, they will sue. So... So that I'm makes thinking, me that makes me think that the grumblings are he's getting a year, so they're coming out to get ahead of it and say, "All right, well if they're going to do it, we're going to sue them." Now, hopefully, they rethink things. Well, the problem is, is he can only sue the NFL. He can't sue the impartial arbitrator, arbitrator, right? Yeah. So, like, if the arbitrator says that he should get four to six then the NFL wants to come back and do a year, this thing's just going to get even messier and drag out even longer. Or the NFL can just say, this is what an independent arbitrator said was a just punishment, and it was four to six games. Okay, we're going we're gonna to stand by six games. Then it's done. So there's just a lot of, like, I don't know, public posturing going on between like all sides in this and really we just need to know what the arbitrator rules because if they say that there's no suspension because no wrongdoing occurred or no proven wrongdoing occurred the NFL can't do shit like he's playing every game I just feel like about every two weeks at this point it's like breaking news Watson will have no will have no game suspension wait two no four no a year. Nope. Six. It's like just looking like five games now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's humorous, I guess, but like you yeah, can definitely feel really... people are trying to get their feelers out of like what does the public think about these number of games and they're just trying to gauge like, okay, the fans are okay with seven. Alright, we're gonna go with seven. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same way. But we gotta, we gotta. I can also see it like being perfect, where he gets this suspension, that he comes back for like some primetime game that the Browns play, some great team. They're like, okay, ratings are gonna be great. Deshaun Watson first game back, they play this team, ratings will be great, guys. Yeah, they're moving it to Monday night. Like the NFL doesn't care. The NFL doesn't care about, like, the women or anything like that. They just care about the PR and how, how they can kind of spin it. So, here's the, I mean, the reality is, is the ball is in the arbitrator's court. Like, whether she finds that there was wrongdoing or there wasn't. Once we know that, then we'll find out all the rest. Like, it's, it could be whatever. I have no idea. But I don't think it's going to be over a year because no one is even talking about it being over a year. Indefinite went out the window at some point, even for the NFL. So, All right, well, that wraps up our NFL news. So let's get into the meat and potatoes here. 
Brett, we're here to talk about your strategy, your C2C team, your needs. Uh, what did you think when I initially asked? Um, I think I just asked our Keeper League team, who's who's interested in a C2C League? Here's what it is. You had said, hey, I'm interested. What was your initial thoughts about the league format? I thought it was pretty cool because I, I like to play in the leagues where you keep your players. So, you know, if you keep, keep your players for longer, obviously college into the NFL, like that was even more of a incentive, I feel like, for for me to to play in a league like this. Um, I just feel like, yeah, it, it's it's more of a, a different type of strategy, you know, than and totally where it's, you know, if you draft totally new every year, you're totally changing i feel like your strategy every year depending on what team you get you know during your draft so um yeah i I was very interested and and definitely wanted to join when you asked so what was your strategy for the first draft um i'm more so want to talk about like were you thinking about your college and nfl team separately were you thinking about like hey here's how the college draft went here's what i want to do on the nfl side like what what are you thinking there so to be honest the first one i was thinking separately really for for college and nfl um maybe you know a few you know things snuck in during each draft of okay what might this you know what might happen down the road but yeah really for these first initial drafts i was thinking you know kind of each being a separate team not really being you know one team all together so um you know, really kind of like my my strategy you know for college was really you know try to get to you know obviously everyone's good young players you know how do you determine who's a good young player i i kind of just started on the like the the preseason like conference teams i kind of looked at each of those you know first second team who do we got who's available and kind of weighed options that way you know just to kind of kick off the you know, kick off the, uh, the, the draft. So, um, and then NFL was just kind of a, a feeler, you know, who was I feeling at that point? Um, you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of the way I went. Um, so what are some guys on your college and NFL team that you're kind of excited about for this upcoming year? And, and the college guys, I want you to, we just finished up our draft exclude those guys who are some guys that you're kind of excited to watch yeah so uh like i think we mentioned dylan great gabriel he's kind of one of the ones i want to see how he, he fits in oklahoma uh same thing spencer rattler how does he fit in then you know leaving oklahoma going to south carolina those he's are kind of the two big big ones he's so. a he's a big one for your team i mean yeah yep so there's a yeah. range of outcomes where like he lights everything on fire and like right in the draft right yep like my, my quarterbacks if they do well they could carry me this year i believe you know cunningham um if he does you know has another big season like he did last year you know he could be a stud as well um and then outside of quarterbacks i would say chris tyree uh for notre dame is kind of one of the other players i'm interested in see how he does um i think he's like he's on the doke walker uh watch list so he, you know he's predicted to do some big things this year so interested to see how he does um just uh, a little bit of spencer but, rattler insight um through the grapevines of me talking to people around 
the spaces. Uh, they were hoping that his attitude would change, be humbled a little bit with you know how things went in Oklahoma going to South Carolina. And it sounds like that has not happened. And a lot of the athletic staff goes out of their way to not interact with Spencer Rattler. So sounds like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so I mean obviously, you know, you win, no one cares, but they're yeah. hoping that he would be humbled a little bit and, you know, take a step back, but it sounds like that portion hasn't changed in the personality. I mean, whatever. You kind of have your personality, people are either going to like you or hate you. So like, you know, he's doing him, but it sounds like I mean, his talent's still going to be the same, but as a person, he hasn't changed or been better. So th- that came, I got that information last week that I thought was eh, it's something. Yeah. Sometimes surprised me, I guess. Change. Like, is that fake? You're right. Not a face. Right. No, if, if, just be whoever you are and then, like, go out and do what you got to do. Yep. I agree. Yeah, but winning, winning solves a lot if you can win. Yep. It, if he doesn't win, I think you're probably going to see a lot of like you what you saw in Oklahoma. You know, probably a quarterback change, probably back in the transfer portal. You know, that's and then he'll go somewhere else. But I think it all started with he was on that QB one show right on Netflix. So I'm sure the the whole kind of big head started with that that show. I'm kind of just fed into that whole yeah. persona. I'm sure. I, I just wonder how much that actually affects like how people view things that he says now oh a whole bunch because it it was atrocious like like listening to it like it was cringeworthy listening to him talk on that show and so it's like okay are there preconceived notions about everything that this guy says now based on that because everybody saw it i mean yes like if you say he's spencer radler said this versus caleb williams said this like I've really never heard Caleb Williams outside interviews, so yeah, right. fuck Spencer Rattler. Like, yep. So, as an Iowa State fan, how excited are you about Xavier Hutchinson? I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I didn't even mention him, um, mainly just because I, I guess you know I feel like he'll be kind of steady Eddie again this year. Yep. You know, he'll he'll produce. I don't, you know, I don't think he'll have maybe a monster year by any means, just because that's just Iowa State's offense. You know, we're, we're going to run, you know, just not as, you know, not a ton of plays, control the ball. That's just the way we play now. But, I mean, he'll have a good year. And I, I think ho- hopefully he gets drafted. You know, I, I don't know if he will or not, but um, hopefully at least gets the, you know, the opportunity to go play in the NFL then. I think I think he sneaks into the draft. Yeah, I yeah. think he might be a day three. I mean, shoot, like if athleticism is there, <laughs> you could be a day one guy. With right. Elis Jones is going, like – yeah, well, he's fast, but yeah, he gets a lot I of tar- like he gets a lot of targets, season. and in our, in our P- PR league, like he just puts up lots of points because like he's their guy. Right. Yep. He is. And then Jalen was it Jalen Noel or Noel? I'm not sure how you say his last name, but he'll be a big step this year too. I think he'll take a big step forward. Is there uh, so are there any guys on your NFL team that you're kind of excited for this year? So. I want to see how Jameis does coming back. I, my quarterback room is not very deep, so he's something I'm interested to see how he does. I feel like he could do well. 
you know, once he comes back, I hope he does because he's going to have to carry me quarterback-wise. I don't really have much else. Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, leaving the Chiefs, fine. I still have still have him on my team, so want to see how that that goes with Tua. Um, you know, I think Tua likes you know a lot of the short, quick passes, which that all work well t- with Tyree. So or Tyreek Hill. Um, Valdez Scantling, we talked about him earlier. I have him. You know, see how see how he does in KC. If he can get his hands, you know, to to work with the rest of his body, I think he'll do well. Um, it all depends on if he can catch the ball. Uh, yeah, those are the. I think those those are the the big ones. You know, Stefan Diggs. You know, he'll be same old, same old. He'll do well. Um, but yeah, those are the few I'm really kind of interested in to see, kind of how they do. You know, the two new wide receivers in different spots, and then Jameis coming back from injury. What about what about? Go ahead. James is probably going to have a really good year. I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> I don't care if like he throws, he goes thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Like fantasy wise, he's probably going to have a really good year. Yep. What do you think about? Um, Especially if Michael Thomas is back. Yep. What do you think about Javante Williams? Javante, so he's kind of one of those you know prove it guys. I I'd say you know like I'm. I, I, I'm not super excited about him, you know, because I, I just don't know what he can do. Um, you know, I think I've got a lot of trade interest on, on Javante from quite a few people. And the only reason I've kept him is just because I want to see what he can do. Um, you know, so I, I, I think he can do big things. It's just he has to have the opportunity. You know, hopefully he'll get the, the bulk share of carries maybe this year and we'll have to share as much. And then we can really see, you know, kind of what he's made of and if he's going to be a, a you know a free down NFL back so that's you know with Melvin Gordon coming back you're probably going to get a little bit more of the same maybe he, he you know he mentioned maybe he gets a little bit more of like instead of a 50-50 like it was last year maybe he gets more of a 60-40 but then you know people coming at you for trades like well if I'm wanting to see what he is then probably holding again this year to like okay hopefully Melvin Gordon doesn't come back the following year and then right. I get to see what he has Yep, that's kind of my motto with him right now. Is yeah, because I, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to trade him and then regret it later. You know, if he turns out to be a, a stud. Gotcha. Well, what really sucks is like Melvin Gordon's actually good at football. I mean, right. He yeah. He deserves yeah. the carries that he gets. So he I does. It's yep. just tough. I mean, you you wish that they could move on and go to their young running back, but Melvin Gordon's still good. I don't, there's no other way to explain it. Quick side right. note, Brett, when was the last time you went to Walmart? Last time I went to Walmart? Yeah. Uh, probably like this past weekend, I think. So you went to Walmart, you own Javante Williams. Brett is a Broncos fan. No, you heard no. it here first. <laughs> Brett says he's a Chiefs fan, but he's actually a closet Broncos fan. I, I did hear a pretty good like joke that uh be funny if they renamed the stadium Great Value Stadium. <laughs> yeah, because that's like their you know Walmart brand, but yeah. yeah, or like Sam's Club Stadium or something. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you feel like is your main weakness on your college team? Main weakness on college team, <coughs> just kind of you know glancing at it. I, I I would say it might be age of of my team. I think I'm going to lose a lot of players here in the next two years. 
And so I would say the the supplemental draft, I need to do better on maybe drafting younger players that are going to be there for a longer period of time. That way I'm not recycling through guys maybe as much. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. But how are you going to do, like, if you get freshmen, like, what if they get recruited over? Or, you know, yeah. how, how are you going to, how are you going to attack that? Or, like, because if you try to get guys who are freshmen last year, how many, you know, freshmen actually produce that, you know, then there's still projection. So how, how do you plan on picking those guys out? The, the freshmen to yeah to like join the team yeah so like you said in supplemental drafts you just need to be better at that are you just like thinking maybe next time I need to go all freshmen but then how many freshmen actually make an impact or you go hey right. I want sophomore guys well how many freshman guys made an impact so you're doing a projection either way and then yep. you know or you I, get older guys and then you're in the same position so how do you how do you think you yeah. attack that so I, I, I think I might go try to go more freshmen this next time. Um, but, again, it just kind of really depends on, you know, who leaves to go to the NFL um, from, you know, from my team. So, like, you know, if there's a big gap, I'm going to fill that with a senior if they're there, you know. Um, you know what? You know, that's just, that's just the way I, I would prefer to do it. Um, you know, because I, I, I like to think I want to win in college, you know, and – and then try to win the NFL too. I don't, which I think maybe some people in our league are probably could care less maybe about if they win in college, but if the if those players translate over in the NFL, you know that's that's kind of your bread and butter because you have those guys there obviously forever. And you so, just say my name next time. No, no. <laughs> but Bre- but Brett, no, you I do care about winning like on the college side, but to me the pipeline of talent to the NFL, I just wanted to get that rolling I guess these first two years and then from there I can kind of next year if everything goes well I should be drafting more like college production type players I mean but frankly after our startup I had every guy who had like domestic abuse charges arrests um, didn't have grades to be able to play they weren't academically eligible I had like I want to say like 10 of my guys were either injured or that so, yeah. Also, breaking news. I'm looking at Brett's team here. Iona Smith is on Brett's team, not Tweet's team. I didn't even notice that. So, pour one out for my homie, Brett. Sorry, oh, Tweet, no. for the slander earlier. <laughs> so, Brett, why do you like people who drink and drive and use guns? Is what I want to uh, know. I think it's more of an age issue. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's really. <laughs> I don't think it's like, hey, these guys just. I knew that this guy had a had these issues. No, like they're twenty years old. There, there's going to be a good majority of all of them that are going to be stupid. Well, Brett says that he uses like, hey, I start my recruiting based off of where guys are in like, you know, first team, all conference, second team. But I think Brett uses a different site that you know talks about all the bad shit people do and then he he looks for guys like that so i think brett you should stop doing that and then too i wanted to point out too one of the reasons i picked uh Ayanis smith was because he could be a wide receiver or a running back so i did i do like the guys that are like you know multiple positions so i feel like if you get in a bind you can yeah they're you know, they're they could be cheat codes well, but 
but yeah. There was that a guy, probably there, to drop him. There was he, a <laughs> He was pretty like well thought of going into last year. And then I mean obviously last year happened and they didn't throw the ball to anyone other than Jalen Widemeyer, who turned out to be like the same a similar athlete to me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another guy on Brett's team. Yeah, and he didn't even have that great a year. That's the thing. So, yeah. And then he did, then he didn't get drafted. So, anyways. So so what's your main so what's your main weakness on the NFL side? Do you feel quarterback for sure? Um, like I said, my best quarterback by far is Jameis. Uh, I would say quarterback depth is lacking on the NFL team. So if Jameis goes down again, I'm going to be hurting there again, just like last year. Um, other than that, I feel like I'm, I have a pretty well-balanced team. Uh, definitely, yeah, quarterback is where I need to maybe get one of the college guys in or or make a trade or something. So, curr- so currently you have Dylan Gabriel, Malik Cunningham, and Spencer Rattler that are all draft eligible next year. Um, let's hear if you got... Any, you got Spencer Sanders, who should be pretty well or pretty good this year. He'll be draft eligible. Um, I think those are like your main guys for coming out next year. Um, yeah. So yeah, you really need to either, you know, possibly get a trade for a quarterback, or hopefully that Spencer Rattler or Malik Cunningham really. You know, I don't really That's know what pro. Thinking. I don't really know what pro upside Malik Cunningham has but like he's dynamic with his legs i i you don't people are gonna say you know lamar jackson because he went to louisville this but like he's not lamar jackson but he's he's really mobile with his legs and And closer to like a tyrod taylor yeah so like yeah if he can put up a really good year maybe he gets drafted at a you know uh, a decent mark but i don't know if he's somebody you want to hang your cap on. You really got to hope at this point, Spencer Rattler tears it up and goes in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and I, I don't have, you know, I really don't think my college guys are going to do great in the NFL quarterback wise. So that's, yeah, I need to start looking. That's where, you know, where I, I, I need to kind of change my mindset. Okay. I like, I have good college quarterbacks, but you know, like none of them are probably gonna be great in the NFL. So, you know, you could have a mediocre, I feel like, college quarterback where they don't produce maybe a whole lot, um, you know, and they go tear it up in the NFL. So, yeah, it just Herbert. Yep, or like even like Josh Allen, you know, he wasn't a yep. like wasn't a stud at Wyoming, right? I mean, no. So. Well, he, he was a stud, but I mean, like when they right. played in Iowa, I think he yep. terrible. I mean, yep, yeah. No, but if you want to watch like Davis Mills or something. I'm not super high on Davis Mills, but I realize that like he's a starting quarterback now. He looked pretty good as a rookie. If you decide that you like him, I'm not going to rake you over the coals for trading for him. But yeah, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind. But I'm not real high on Davis Mills. <laughs> no, anybody is right now. But <laughs> five weeks into the year, yeah. If, if Jameis gets hurt again, yeah, I'll probably come a call in. All right. Yeah, my, my other option is uh, Jared Goff. So, unless he all of a sudden finds his ways like he used to in uh, whatever in uh, L.A., I don't think he's gonna 
and much he, in Detroit. And he might be replaced this next year. Yeah. So there's a chance. There is a. It's in the realm of possibilities that you're looking for two quarterbacks in, yep. in a super flex league, not not the position. All I got to say is don't cave to whatever like Graham wants to charge you for Mac Jones. You should have just traded me Patrick Mahomes Luke, when I tried to, to get him for a few <laughs> Like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, well, I guess what I'm saying about Davis Mills is like, Initially, he was kind of my backup plan if either of my starters got hurt or bye weeks. But now that I've traded C.J. Stroud for Deshaun Watson, that's not going to be the case Like going forward the next half decade, at least, hopefully. So, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be pretty... I don't know. If he does well, he's going to be pretty acquirable for somebody. But yeah. Keep it in mind. All right. So, if he looks like shit, don't trade for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so weakness. So, recap: weakness NFL side QBs. So, if you're looking to trade with a Brett, maybe he's looking at the QB on the NFL side or college QBs that have pro potential. Um, yep. And then on the college side, looking for kind of younger guys that could be productive. Um, probably, obviously, with Devi potential to help Brett on the NFL side eventually, but maybe not a deal breaker if they're not just, hey, younger, that they can help me on the college side and help me compete and win. Does that sound about right? Yep, Perfect. It does. Perfect. So if I want to get a trade done with you, Brett, and let's say, hypothetically, you don't check the chat a lot. Hypothetically. <laughs> How do I get a trade done with you, Brett? Second, gotta, second, yep. join the chat. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn on my. I'm gonna turn on my notifications tonight. Okay. I'm gonna go turn it back on. So don't Even vote if you up just, tonight. Just like vote on the poll. <laughs> I actually yeah. voted. I voted for one while we were talking. Actually, the I picked the uh, the four. Um, Perfect. So then I'll I'll yeah. do an I'll do a new poll after we get off here of, you know, do we limit when we do those four pickups or not? And then if people say not, then hey, you get to use these at any point. Um, I guess the the next question is, can you start it before the season starts, like now, or do you have to wait till the season starts? I really don't care one of the two. So that'll be like the next way we go, and then if people want to limit. The time periods that you can, then figuring out those time periods. That's kind of the route that we got to go down next. I can promise one thing. If we don't have those time periods, Anthony Richardson is on my team right now. Okay, Ian? <laughs> I wish he was right now. We need to figure something out now that the supplemental draft is done. And now we got some players and some capital to, like, mess around with. But... He... he you don't deserve him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. And then I was going to say the best way to get a deal, I guess, would be to. So I'll join the chat. So that'll be a good one. Then I guess to do that on there. And then just, yeah, either text message or like Facebook message, wherever you can find me. Would you. <laughs> so a couple of us, like that was one thing that Patrick um, Unbreakables had, had put in his interview was. 
hey, this is the best way to contact me, and he dropped his phone number into the chat. Might be a good thing. Um, not everyone, like, I don't even have your cell phone number. I just get you on Facebook chat. Um, yep. So okay. that would be a good thing, and then I'll pin it so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they can at least go there, and it's easy reference. Yep. Um, I don't think I've done that yet. I need to just put my number out there. I don't care. And then, um, you don't do a lot of trades. Why not? I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I jump into it, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this trade. And then, I don't know, eventually I start, like, rethinking it. I, I'm always in just the, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of when it comes to trading. You know, like, I just feel like it's, you know, because I feel like it's pretty rare if I, I usually start, I usually don't start trades. I don't, I don't know if I ever have actually in our league, to be honest. And so whenever someone's reaching out to me to do a trade, I always just feel like they're not going to take the loss, right? Like they're going to want to win the trade. And so then I just start kind of second think, you know, like second guessing myself, I guess I would say, once we start getting into it. So And, and then something for, for me personally, and it's with everybody in the league. So anybody who's out there nickeling and diamond, I won't mention any names, but I'm going to, like, if I'm, if I'm coming to you for, like, other than, like, draft picks, like, I tried to, like, hey, Brett, I kind of want to get into this draft, like, like, it was a draft pick, whatever, but, like, if I'm coming after, like, Brett, I want, I'm interested in Javante Williams, you know, what do you need for your team type thing, like, obviously, I like Javante Williams. I'm not, there are some people that might say like, oh, like, here are all the bad things about Javante Williams. Well, then why the hell are you coming to me if he's so bad? Right. It's like, I'm coming to you because I want this player. There's something about him that I like. Whether you know what that is or not, that's fine. But obviously, like, I'm willing to have that conversation. Like, this is why I like him. And I'm going to give you a a pretty good offer. I don't like to go back and forth a lot, so I'm going to probably come to you with, like, here's kind of what I'm willing to do. I might have, like, have some wiggle room where I might do, like, one counter, but, like, that's going to be pretty much, like, my offer. And it's like, okay, this is the best I'm going to do. Here's his value to me. Here's why it is. And that's also another fun part of C2C is, like, well... I value this person like this, and I value this person like this. I think he's going to go pro. And, like, the best example is I I reached out to Chad pretty early in the year about Kenny Pickett because I liked what he was doing on the college side, but I didn't think he had NFL upside. Chad did. I wasn't willing to give Chad what Chad wanted. Yep. Chad was right. right. But had he taken the, dra- the trade that I wanted, I mean, I would have – you know, been like he was great in college, gets drafted in the first round, then I come out like a genius. So kind of like, but it's also like, I'm not trying, I wasn't trying to slight him or win the trade. Like I just thought that was his, his worth. And turns out, you know, Chad pegged it better than I did, which is kind of, you know, part of it too. But I would say, yeah, some people are probably out there to like win the trade. I can think of a few off the top of my head. (laughs) 
So that's that's usually what I, I just like. I then reach out and I'm trying to start a conversation around acquiring a player. Then I probably really, really, really like that player. Yeah. If it if it's just a trade, like I kind of want this player, then I'm just going to send you something. You can decline or accept, like or right. count. I don't care. I'm not going to have a conversation around it. If right. I'm like actually trying to have a conversation, then I'm probably going to be willing to overpay in most circumstances because I've always been just a get your guys type person. Like I want my team to reflect what I like about football. So yeah, yeah. And then too, I think kind of my one of my bad parts with trading is like I feel like my counter offers for people a lot of times are like just ridiculous you know like you know like it's because like the, i won't like the first offer like well let's just see if they take this you know i'll send something back maybe that isn't like realistic and so i feel like i need to get better at that like more of a a realistic counter offer because i mean that's that's valid because they're in multiple leagues because i take the same approach like if i offer something that i think's you know reasonable and i get something back that's unreasonable i interpret it as well, Jacob didn't think my offer was reasonable and gave me just as a silly response back. So we're right. obviously not on the same wavelength, so I'm not going to go any further. Decline. That's actually been really tough on, like, the college side. Because, yeah. like, I'm new to even valuing college players. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And, I mean... <laughs> and then, yeah, like, upside. Like... I think Deuce Vaughn is a perfect pick. Like, Deuce Vaughn is small. He's great college production. Will he make it to the NFL? Maybe. He's got to be in the right system, but... He'll be there. But then there's, like, somebody that, like, if they really think he's pro-potential type thing, then it's like, you know, we can be off base on our evaluation of those players. And, again, we are people sitting at home in Iowa like what do we really know about scouting players like we like to think maybe we're good at it but what do we know what does the NFL know nothing yeah, nothing not much yeah. we're taking Felix Jones in the second round like yep. so um let's see here Especially at certain positions like quarterback. Yeah. I mean, talk about like an NFL crapshoot. I mean, you can be the best recruit of all time, and like you might suck in the NFL. I can't yeah. think of anyone who who like, does that. The fact that Vince Young did not work out in the NFL blows my mind. I think Vince Young was just like too early for his time. Like if Vince Young came out like. Five years later, like, I think he would have been better. But then also, like, I don't know, maybe even long because Marcus Mariota, like, he thought he would work in Tennessee and then didn't happen. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, you just watch what Vince Young was able to do in college. You watch what, you know, he was able to do once he got to the NFL. It's like something just didn't click. Like, I don't know what it was, but... And then he called the Eagles the dream team, and we went on to have a terrible, terrible season. <laughs> um, so, talking about best ways to get trades done with you, is there anybody on... Have you had a chance to really look at anybody's teams, one, and 
is there anybody that like you're kind of targeting on the NFL side and or the NCAA side? Obviously, quarterbacks on the NFL side. Um, I would love to have Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think you're ever gonna trade him, which is probably smart. Yep. Uh, All you gotta do is hope for a couple of really bad Kansas City seasons. Yeah, which I don't want that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you could just have him. <laughs> um, you can get him on a disc from Luke. Yeah. So that's the big thing. Yeah, just quarterbacks of some type in the in the NFL um, college I would say you know kind of going back to our previous conversation maybe more like pro potential either quarterbacks running backs wide receiver you know really anything uh, maybe more like known pro potential players like um, a Spencer Rattler who's going to go out in last year's draft and tear it up Right, no, and that's and that's what people were saying he was going to be a yeah. an NFL player, you know, yeah, and so then just that fell apart. So, yep. so yeah, I guess you never know, but yes, just some more like, like quarterback is way more volatile than the other skill positions. Like it is. running back and wide receiver, you need one massive year, you're getting drafted. Right, like yep. that's what you have in quarterback. That's not. It is the case, but it's also not the case. Like if right. you don't have a massive year then they're betting on, like, your tools. So, right. Yep. You got to show out in the pro days. But yeah, that's those are the big ones. Obviously, no one's specific, but, yeah, really anybody, yeah, anybody on the college side of pro potential, I, I would say, be interested, which everyone should be, I feel like, I guess, in our in our league, but definitely me. Since, like I said, I, I think going at it the first year where I kind of just looked at it totally separately, college and NFL hurt me for the pipeline, you know, I did well the first year in college. I think it's because I looked, you know, to win the first year in college. Um, and so now it's just kind of, yeah, a, a crapshoot then of what guys am I going to get to the NFL? And even the, even the guys that you get to the NFL, I mean, like, very small percentage actually make a difference on your NFL team. Right. Or, or actually scoring, like, decent points. I mean, yep. look at every draft, there's, like, eight skill players that you actually want. Right. It's kind of crazy. Yep. All right. Um, is there anybody that you're, like, kind of willing to part with? So, hey, you want – Brett wants an NFL quarterback. Brett wants a Devi-type quarterback. You know, let's just say all intensive purposes. C.J. Stroud, who are other guys uh, – Bryce Young, Bryce. Will Levis, like yep. any of those guys, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, kind of getting some first-round buzz. Um, if you're getting those players, who are like some people that you're willing to part with? I would say maybe one of the running backs. You know, I kind of have some decent running backs. So, you know, Kamara, uh, uh, Mixon, or Javante, you know, like we talked about before. Um, I, I would say I'd be willing to get yeah maybe rid of one of the the running backs for my running back room. Um, might be a good way to get something done maybe, especially since I feel like I have a couple other younger running backs I could fill a spot if needed eventually. So so how do you view that of like the cross functional teams? Like 
we're super flex, so quarterback's pretty important. Um, but what like where's your like line of pros being traded for college assets or assets being traded on your college side for like where is that line like? That's kind of what we were talking about, like before. You know, it's it's hard to judge. I feel like college, right? And so, I feel like it's if I'm if I'm trading a you know an NFL player for a college player, it's going to have to be a a darn good college player, you know, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's going to have to be like the best college player almost. So yeah, um, you know. So I, I I almost probably would prefer to kind of stay on the level. You know, training for college, training for college, you know, NFL for NFL. Um, you know, maybe if you get several college players, but even then, you know, you just don't know if any of them are going to pan out. Yep, they're all dart throws type right. thing. Um, yep. So I'll be honest, it's almost easier to, like, trade picks on yeah. the college side for an NFL player. Like, because yeah. there's the potential, right? Like, the potential of a player is always out there, and none of us know what that is on the college side. Right. Like where they're going to get drafted, where they're going to go, what they're going to do. So, like, you get these players and then you kind of get attached to them and you're like, well, best case scenario, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Well, that's also not likely. So, it's almost easier to be like, I'll give you a first, a second, a sixth, and then I'll throw in this bench player I have on the NFL side. Yeah, it's just it's just tough, yeah, to, to judge. You know, sweeten the deal maybe with like college players or, or picks, but yeah. I like well, it's like I, I have Bijan Robinson, right? Like, what do I trade him for? Right. Like, you tell me. Yeah, I, I, I of course, I, he's so, yeah. RB two in Dynasty. Right. Okay, so what am I trading him for? Yeah, for like NFL talent. Like we're talking about. <laughs> Like a semi elite, like quarterback. Yeah. Is he the RB two? No, he's not right now. Right. He still needs to prove it. So I don't like. It's just it's it's like a conundrum that it's it's tough to get around. Yep. Um. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's also you know really fun because this is your chance to go get a guy before he like really blows up or, hey, Correct. like I you know I've got Bijan and maybe I'm having second thoughts on like how much of he is a stud but i can capitalize on a big payday yep. you know this is a, a good chance and kind of like you mentioned you know after the combine stuff it's like oh like if i get Bijan now like what if he goes to this situation right before like oh he's actually in said situation now i like him maybe a little bit less so um what uh, supplemental guys did you get, Brett, in the draft that you were excited about? Uh, I would say uh, the quarterback for Utah. I'm kind of excited to see what he does. I feel like with their offense, you know, he could put up some big numbers. But, again, I don't think he's going to be a big NFL star. You know, he could, you know, be a, a pretty good college player. Uh, and so me over, too. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what comes of yeah Kim Kim Rising. Um, another one to be the 
the young guy, uh, the not the rookie, but the the freshman I got uh, running back from North Carolina. Um, uh, George Petaway. Name right now, Petaway. Yep. Um, and so I think Petaway could be a, a decent player. You know, maybe not this year. In a couple years, um, I think I'll have a chance to play this year. But you know, we'll so see in a few years. Um. I do have a source with North Carolina, and sounds like he might be... There is a very good chance he's going to be the passing down back um, being utilized this year. Which would be nice. Get him some good experience. In a PPR league, getting a running back that can catch the ball, you just draft him as a freshman. Worst case, you give three years of production, and... British Brooks, who is the current running back, said to you know be the kind of the th- thunder, um, being out, out okay. slow. So you know he maybe has a chance for his role to you know develop anymore. But anytime you can be like a third down back when you have to worry about like pass protection as a freshman to get on, I feel like that's pretty good. Yep. So, and then I, I would say like I I am not sure I say Isaiah I think it's just how you say his first name Nayer. Yep. With with Texas, um, whatever shifted from Tennessee to Texas, I think he could have a, a potentially a, a good he was, season this year. I think he was at Wyoming. A good player. Wide at, receiver. Yeah, yeah, I think he was at yep. Wyoming and transferred. Yeah. Yep. Smashed at Wyoming, like yeah, video game numbers. Yep. Like his A dot was ridiculous. Like he's he's running downfield and he's fifty percent of their offense. I have I have to ask about one player that, that um, caught my eye that I wasn't sure about was Tabri Shetron, uh, tight end for Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. What was your thought behind that pick? I was just kind of looking around to see who to get, to be honest, and just kind of, you know, doing some research online, and I I popped up on him. Uh, I just happened to, I'm not even sure how I found him, to be honest with you. Uh, looked into a little bit further, and everyone was saying he could be, like, the best uh, recruit they've had in a while there at Oklahoma State. Um, I guess his brother plays for, for um for Oklahoma State too, and they said this guy actually probably will be the the better player, but his brother is the higher rated recruit. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I was because because I, I drafted his brother, and Jacob had asked me if do you think Brett thinks he's getting the other Shetron? Oh no, yeah, I I knew who the other one was. Okay, yeah. yep, because that's when I looked him up too. Yeah, they mentioned like his brother. Yep, and then, yep. Uh, and then yeah, obviously his brother was like a five star, wasn't he? I think, or uh, at least a four, four star. Four star. He was highly rated recruit. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, a couple of the things I was, I was reading though said that this guy could be the the better player. I, I just didn't even know that there was two of them. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, did, should we like double check on this one? Like, cause right? Like, you know, <laughs> was the other brother who's played wide receiver so yeah watch hey this this guy pans out i'm a genius <laughs> um a, a guy that i really liked of your picks and it was more so of like 
ADP-wise, um, I mean, there is no ADP in this, but, like, where you, where you got him, he's a super senior, so, like, you're only getting one-year production. You didn't overpay, but I think he's going to smash is uh, Jordan Mims running back at a Fresno State. Um, yep. In my other C2C league, I had him and Ronnie Rivers, and, like, when Ronnie Rivers was out, dude smashed. Just great. So I think you're only getting one year out of production out of him. I don't really, like, he played behind Ronnie Rivers. Ronnie Rivers owns a whole bunch of Fresno State um, records, and he's not catching on on an NFL team. Like, I think he's on a practice squad or something, so, like, NFL upside probably isn't there, but, like, dude's going to smash at Fresno State. Mountain West doesn't play great defense. It'll be a and like, a 12th-round pick at that point. You got really good um, production there, so I, I really liked that pick. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, at that spot. Like, you know, okay, we're only going to have him for one year. Probably won't be NFL, but look at his numbers. You know, he, he had been putting up pretty good numbers, so, yeah. Kind of just took a, I guess not really, not even a flyer. Like, he'll be good this year in college. Um, but yeah, probably won't do much in the NFL. So, well, Jacob, do you have any other questions for Brett? That uh, kind of gets us to the end there. Not really. I mean, I like that you took Greg Gaines in the last round. I'm glad he's, like, rostered on the team. I mean, yeah. He, he's a he's a good receiver. Like he's a good receiver recruit coming to Iowa State, and so we'll see what happens. But yeah, he's kind of one of those flyer guys. Like I don't think he's an elite athlete, but he's got really good size and right. Like he can win. Yeah. So we'll yep. see what happens. Yep. I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. Being an Iowa State fan, you know, like he's yep. a pretty pretty good size, decent recruit. You know, like you said, he's won wherever he's wherever he's been. So yep. and we'll see what he can do and college he's a pretty good athlete too yeah yep right well thank you brett for coming on to our podcast this this week hopefully you enjoyed it um our next podcast will be next wednesday night jacob and i will be um have another special guest colin decker will be joining us um to talk about our draft he's going to do a recap so some of the things that i just kind of peek behind the curtain that i want to to work on to prepare for that next um, podcast is going to be we are going to give our th- each th- each of us are going to give our favorite picks from each team our least favorite pick from each team and that could be like Hey, I th- I feel like you reached for this player, or I felt like this player fell. And I thought you really got really good value, or hey, this guy's really super talented, and I just love that you got him. I don't care that it was whatever two o two. Like I thought it was great. Like this is awesome. Or like kind of like I mentioned with Jordan Mims, I like his situation. He's gonna smash, like something like that. I don't. That's. Just kind of whatever you want to do. Give for us your... Team. Yep, for each yeah. team. Um, and then rank, have all, all three of us rank the drafts. Like, I thought Brett had the best draft and Luke had the worst draft. Rank them 
one being the best and ten being the worst for all three of us. And then, again, Colin is a co-founder at the Campus of Canton website and, you know, plays in several C2C leagues. So it's just kind of nice to not hear the opinions of Luke and Jacob all the time, but, like, hey, calibrated against somebody who is independent of this, has done many years of it, and is super into it. Um, and then Luke and Jacob do not agree. No, not all the time. <laughs> and then I gave Colin access, so he's a co-owner to my team, so he can look at our draft. I gave him um, our trades that we made on draft day, and I gave him our access to um, our placeholder sheet. And then I want him to just look at all the teams. So, okay, supplemental drafts over. Who's got the best teams? Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Uh, Jacob and I kind of talked about it when we first started podcasting. But now that this is over, like some teams have drastically changed. Like Nate's team has drastically changed. And now he's got, you know. He's a contender. Yeah. This, the supplemental drafts can just absolutely change your team. And I think Nate's, he didn't have a lot of picks, but he made some trades and then coupled it with the supplemental draft. And I think he made big strides. Um, So we're going to talk about the six teams that we think are going to make the playoffs. And then who is our prediction for the winner? Um, But those, that will be our podcast next week. That'll be Wednesday. We're going to do that at nine. So I'm going to put in nine central. Or... Nine central. Okay. Um, so it'll be ten for him, I think. Let me quick go back. He's a night owl. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. Anyways, I'll make sure on that, but I'll post something in the league chat. I'll do our um our stream yard I'll post it so if people want to like listen to it in real time slash get to meet Colin we can have up to 10 people so we have 10 people in the league and then Colin so that'd be 11 so I'm sure not everyone will join but if you want to hop on I want to do like an after show um so just like hey I have a question for Colin I can add you quick you can ask your question hang out chat with him for a little bit we're starting at 9 p.m so like hopefully we're done by like 10 10 30 would be roughly and then just ask him whatever questions uh you happen to have if you want to um or ask like hey what did you think about this guy get an honest opinion from an unbiased person so that's that'll do it for the new casuals to degenerate league Um, Hey, have a good work week, and we will talk to you later. Bye. See ya. Bye.